I am now rocking an official Danny Dimes jersey. And he just said a segment ago, who wears jerseys? Well, I was handed a jersey. (laughs) The New York Giants heard my support. They somehow got me a jersey in like five minutes. So thank you, uh, Dan, over there at the Giants. I appreciate it. And uh, here you go. I mean, it would have been nice if it was signed, of course, but all good. I think like, it's awesome dear because... Craigie, thanks for all your support. Your pal, Danny. I think... But okay. They should have said, thanks for convincing the uh, organization to do the right thing and fire Joe Judge. Yeah, and by the way... this without you. Yeah, the Giants at some point should acknowledge to me offline, you were so right about Joe Judge. <laughs> Thank you for putting all that extra your pressure on us right. to, to make a move. But I listen... Small things. That's sure, all. sure. So yeah, I'm rocking it. I give I got you, it on. I give you credit because, like I mentioned earlier, every giant jersey I've seen over the last yeah. few days is from a player of a different era. Yes, you're actually supporting a guy that'll be out there tomorrow night. That is right. That is so. Again, just if you can, if you're listening, Giants, dear Craigie, thanks for all your support. Your pal, Danny Jones. <laughs> simple, <laughs> simple. Because he ain't going anywhere. No, he's going to be a giant quarterback. For at least another four years. Yes. I don't think he's getting a seven or eight year deal, nor should he. But I think if you're the Giants, three in an option, four in an option. I think that, shockingly, the debate's over. Like, there was an actual debate. I was on the other side of it. I admit it. Coming into this year about his future. And now, no matter what happens tomorrow night, even if it's a dreadful performance, he's the quarterback for the foreseeable future. For the next couple years. Now, how that contract looks, who cares? I don't know. But I do know he's back next year. And yes. he will be the quarterback for the next couple of years, and we'll see if they can build off whatever they, or wherever this season goes. Yeah, and listen, that's way premature for us today because right now, today is simply about the excitement, the uh, joy, and the anticipation of what is going to be either one of the, can't say greatest, of course, because, you know, the Super Bowl runs, but a top 10 type postseason moment. For the franchise that has had some amazing postseason moments. Sure. I mean, it would be it'd be up there. You know, this you know, it's you know, probably a conversation for another day. Where does it, you know, rank? We don't know. Obviously yet. beating New England in the Super Bowl is number one. Uh, but it'd be pretty damn no, good. Here's what I know. They've experienced the playoffs rarely in the last decade, but what they haven't experienced since two thousand eleven is this round. The divisional round. So that's uh, I mean, 12 about years, that. right? 2011 divisional round matchup. That's the last time they got to this point. So it's been a long freaking time since the Giant fan was able to go into that Saturday, Sunday. The best weekend of football, in my humble opinion. Divisional weekend is the weekend of football, and you're involved. We're not watching from afar we're not finding teams to root for or against. It's your team playing yeah, football. Now, by the way, the uh, Philadelphia pretzels have arrived. Yesterday, of course, we had a nod of this world out there uh, on Massapequa Turnpike. Massapequa, no, ha- what's it called again? Hempstead Turnpike. I'm sorry, Massapequa. <laughs> Hempstead, Hempstead Turnpike. Rain the gang. Today, we've got the pretzels that do get abused. The Philadelphia pretzel. Look at this bad boy pretzel. Oh, you're a bad boy pretzel. Oh, you're a bad boy. Oh, you've been a bad boy. You've been a bad, bad boy. Why are you destroying it? But you're delicious. And you're going to eat it anyway. (laughs) He banged the pretzel against the dirty, disgusting desk. That's right. It broke apart, so he did hurt it, and then shoved it down his mouth. I am carb-loading for the big race tomorrow. 
<laughs> What's the reason? I have no idea. <laughs> the race from the couch to the kitchen. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, you're racing. I'm going to be burning a lot of calories going couch refrigerator, yeah. couch refrigerator. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Here's, uh, by the way, my friends at uh, 3rd Infantry, who, as you know, last week, pardon me, brought us <coughs> uh, Sounds Like Sinatra. I'm right? the new Sinatra. I'm the new Sinatra, giant-themed rap, mm -hmm. and they won the game. So their deal is Giants win, they keep doing new raps. So later today we will premiere the Giant Eagle uh, rap song by 3rd Infantry called Saturday Night. So that's coming up in just a little bit uh, here on the show. And that's a third infantry. You can check them out on SoundCloud, NYG, Giants 516. Here's Brian in Brooklyn. Brian, what's up, kiddo? Hey, fellas. How we doing? Great. So my main point, and uh, I guess it's a problem with just how the Giants are being portrayed, I just feel like the talent deficiency, if we're talking starters against starters, yeah. isn't as pronounced as it's being made to be. I think the main thing that the Giants don't have and did not have coming into this year is depth behind the talented players that they have. Okay. And you saw it when Leonard Williams goes down, our our rush defense falls. When McKinney's not on the field, we get beat deep. When Adoree's not on the field, you to know, be we fair, can't though, cover that's, as well. that's not unique to the Giants. That's the far majority of teams. Well, in the well, league. But wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. No, no, no. Because I think if you're looking at the Eagles, I think they have significant depth. No, but they forget have a defensive for, line rotation. Forget they about have players. The, forget about the depth. Let's challenge the first point. Look at the wide receivers the Philadelphia Eagles put out on the field. Look at the wide receivers the Giants put out on the field. Oh, 100%. Look at I, the I cornerbacks also, the Eagles have. I think have. you're also doing a disservice, though, to the receivers that we have. No, I mean, no, no. Look you're, at the stat line that Isaiah put up last week. Right, you're right. Look at what Isaiah Richie has been doing. I, I mean, I think these guys are being undersold. Undersold, the but they're not they're what the Philadelphia field. has. Like, Isaiah Hodgins is a lot better than any of us would have thought. You're sure. right. But A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? I mean, they're special. What are no, we talking about here? 100%. I just think that the Giants have top-end talent. I, I Again, coming into this year, okay. I think the depth was their biggest here, concern. Here's what I would definitely agree with you on. The Giants have more talent than we all realize they had. That's fair. A thousand percent. And I think you're right about the wide receivers that, especially Hodgins, he, no one yeah, knew who he was two months ago. say something about that? But it's that? not on the level of the Eagles. Even Richie James. Yeah, I mean, but hold on, hold on. But Brian, Brian, here's my only issue with that, and I'm not arguing with you at all on this because you make valid points, but I always find it interesting when people do this. The Eagles receivers are better than the Giants receivers. I, sure. They don't play against each other. Right. Like, Adoree right. Jackson <laughs> shut down the best receiver in football, and he had some help, obviously, in the second half yesterday, uh, last week. Justin Jefferson had a single catch with the game no, on the line. I, we, we get that, but his that's point the, was... That's what I'm looking no, at. No, but his point was, because I've said it, and I think a lot of people have said it, hey, the Eagles are a more talented team. He's pushing back on that narrative by saying, I disagree with you, and I'm showing him yes. that in a lot of ways... He's crazy. Yeah, but I, I we I like do. obviously the receivers don't go head to head. Right. But talent wise, the Eagles are a better team. They've got better corners. They've got a better defensive line. They have a better offensive line. They have better receivers. They have a better tight end room. Like, do you want to keep going? Uh, I would agree. To There's all one that. position the Giants have over Philadelphia, and without a doubt, it's running back with Saquon, Saquon. over Miles Sanders. Yes. But a rest. By of the way, the Miles Sanders had a better statistical year than Saquon did. Uh, I don't know about that. Did I he? mean, uh, I don't think so. Don't look it up. I'm going to uh, look it up because there's, there's no reason to look everything up, please. 
You, know, you got a lot of hatred online yesterday for looking up the, the Madden uh, kickoff. Hatred? Yes. I people educated very, no, people. People are very upset with you. Like, I think you got called a douche knuckle even. Douche knuckle? Yeah. So, so they go, stop being a douche knuckle and challenging everything the funny guy has to say. But the funny guy can't say stuff that's not true. It's Pass it true off like as far real, as you know. And have all of us just nod our heads like, gee golly, I never knew that. That's why we have bobbleheads in here, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where did you put the Cardinal Roberts bobblehead? Mine? Yeah. I brought it home. Uh, was it broken? No. You broke our bobblehead? I didn't head? break it. it. It was broken. And the guy that set it up hasn't come to work since you know, he brought it to us two weeks may ago. May I ask what's broken about the bobblehead? Uh, yes, you may. Yeah. Are you going to ask? Yeah, what's broken about uh, the Because you asked permission to ask, but then you didn't ask. I don't know I'm just curious. Like, um, is your head, did you get decapitated? No, you did. I did? You did. That sounds like something you did on purpose. I did not. My arm is off. That sounds yeah. as if Craig was yeah. annoyed that I corrected him on the <laughs> Madden took it out on you. and said, yeah. I'm decapitating you. Uh, your head was gone. My arm was gone. Your scorebook was upside down and broke. Yeah, it was a My tough... scorebook was upside down? It was down. a uh, matter of fact, I think I may have taken a picture of it. <laughs> I think I took a picture of it. Uh, yeah, my bobblehead uh, is in perfect condition and is sitting in my home in a prominent area where all the family could look. You know, at Uncle Craig and Dad. You know what's so funny about the bobblehead thing? Like, you know, as an adult, like I wouldn't go out and buy a bobblehead now, but my kids would. You'd get for yeah. your kids for sure, right? And I respect that there are those of you that you know, in the Mets or Yankees have a bobblehead giveaway. It's a big deal, and you collect them. I, I, I get it. It's all good. You know, it's like a one of a kind type thing. But when the it's your bobblehead. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah like you kind of want to play with it. Plus, yeah, so, all right, so that's that's how it came. Oh, my God, I have no head. Yeah, your head, uh, you got, you're, you're the Headless Horseman. What the yeah. hell? You remember the Headless Horseman's name, Tommy, or no? I know Ichabod Crane was the guy Talk who went after. It. My God, oh, that's the only name I'm that? looking for. What did you he do? Wasn't, he wasn't the Headless Horseman. Yeah, but that's the name I'm looking for. Okay. That's that's awesome. Right, yeah, so stop looking not, it up. Yeah. Let the funny guy be funny. Big Mac Cheese. He's in the story. God, he's got to be so horseman. literal. Nobody, the headless horseman doesn't have a name. Yeah, I don't. Ichabod Crane is the guy that goes after the yeah you know, right. the thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, my arm, my bullhorn, your head completely decapitated. What did you do with the head and the bullhorn and the arm? All I did was open it up. No, no. But where is the head now? Is my question. Who sacrificed? <laughs> you know, FSU Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did nothing for it, did you? Yeah. No, I tried to get a Philly fanatic here to beat up, yeah. and it was going to take too long to get here, so I got to yeah. save it for that Met Philly playoff series in 2023. And I think Spike decided to work home today so that Evan couldn't go after That him. was my other plan. He's not here today. Oh, I can't Spike's beat his not ass. here today? No. Huh. It's an interesting day not to be here when I the Giants have a big playoff game on Sunday. I, Don't say it. Do not say it. Because if, if you think you're going to say what I'm thinking... I'm going to encourage you not to say it. It's something that's sort of funny. Uh, again, um, as I tell people all day long, let the funny be funny. Yeah, don't have okay. funny the funny. Let me give you a hint about what I was going to say. Yeah. It, it was. Does uh, it rhyme with meanie murdy? No. Oh, okay, good. Then go sit in. I was going to say he suffered from what I suffered from. What's last that? Night. He had oh. to watch his team play a West Coast basketball game, except yeah. his team won. Oh, you'd think that Boss would be here on the Friday before the Dude, biggest giant game of the year. game didn't end 1 a.m. What's he supposed yeah. to do? You know what I did when my team sucked and lost at 1 a.m.? Yeah, you came to work. I came to work. That's right. Now, he does work from home a lot, he says, or from Philadelphia. Yeah. Maybe he's in Philly getting ready for the big FAN 
Giants party at what bar is it at this this uh, this weekend? Excuse me, we're not doing a WFAN like we uh, did view, already. It's like, over. No, no, but like a viewing uh, party? No, I don't think so. We're not. No. Huh. Seems Should like, we? Seems like a lost opportunity. A viewing party? Or like you guys might go to like the FanDuel uh, sports Oh, oh party, no, you know what? Yeah. Believe it or not, I think... Yeah. Um, Aren't you guys doing something? Yeah, I thought someone was making an appearance at a bar. Who yeah. was it? Uh, is it Tommy? No, I'm hosting here, 3 to 6.15. Nice, nice, nice. I thought yeah. I heard something about it. I guess I'm wrong. I don't All know. right. I'm yeah, sure we're doing something. Are you doing something, Big Mac? No. Aren't uh, you like the giant host around here? Um, I, I guess in some respects. Yeah. I did. <laughs> you could say that. Sure. Why not? I'm the giant host around I, here. I, that's right. I mean, because uh, Kim Jones isn't allowed to do anymore. I did it. Yeah. I did the last few. Yes. Right. Last year, I did the entire Thursday Night Live show. Yes. And then this and then, year, and then I then Keith have, took it from you. Got it. Keith and Kim both stole it from me. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, one, <laughs> you know. What, what's funny is that they and then, walked uh, right Kim, over his cold, dead body. Now he's doing the same thing to uh, someone else. That, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. But I turned, I, I was offered an appearance, but I didn't want to go. I'm not going to miss the giant game. You got offered a paid appearance and said no? Yeah. <laughs> you know who gave him that advice? Who? Me. How much was that? I said it better be a lot of money. Not, not enough for me to it. go, clearly. We all, we all have a price. What was it, like a bar appearance? Yeah. That kind of thing, like you would yeah, like what Tommy, like usually, Tommy usually does. To be fair, I think they yeah. probably went to him, but he was hosting already. Yeah, he's got a, He's having a party that none of us are invited so, to. Yeah. Here's uh, Chris and Glencove on the fan. Chris, what's going on, Cookie? How's it going, Craig? How's uh, it going, great. Evan? Great. Good. Craig. What's up? Just great. Listen, I was super, um, super. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't say excited. No, negative on the Giants. Okay. The whole, season, the whole season. Yeah. And this is the first week, or it, and last week was the first week, but we got it. Like, we can do this. <laughs> you thing. went from super you know? negative against the Giants all year when all they did was uh, surprise you with big wins and clutch plays and great coaching and far exceed the expectation you had and now that they've won a playoff game, now you've decided to be all in on them positively? It took a while. <laughs> 100%. And by the way, by the way, Chris, I completely agree 100%. with you. When during this season, Craig, in all seriousness, were you supposed to say, okay, I believe in them now? I mean, I, I think you could, if you really want to come up with an, an answer. The Washington I, I do, game, I, right? I do think there's an answer, actually. The Washington game. Well, before, let, uh, let me get Chris's. Is there a specific game where you uh, said, all right, I now yeah, at least believe. Said, yeah, he said last week. It was, it was the playoff game. Come on, <laughs> for real? <laughs> listen, listen, I'm, I'm 100% serious. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we've had a great team, and and the, the past week has yeah. really reaffirmed my belief that. All right, I'll, like, tell you, I'll tell you what it was, honestly. Going, well, because before, you know, before you, it's not, going, it's not it's even the Washington. Well, Craig, 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 before, before you continue, yeah. to this man's point, Go ahead. the New York Giants, let's just remember this, context is king. They were 7-2. and two. They lost to the Lions. They lost to Dallas. And they had a tie against Washington that yeah. we all admit felt like a loss. Then they lost to the Eagles. Four consecutive weeks without a win. Yeah. They dropped to seven, five, and one. Yep. At that point, I think we all looked at them and said, gee, they gonna make the playoffs? Are they just gonna collapse? Yeah. So there was a healthy skepticism about this team going into that game against Washington. I mean, not for me, but I respect what you're saying there. Not from you? No, I I picked them to be Washington, as you recall. 
Uh, and obviously, you know, after that, you know, uh, the Colt game was the obvious game. That, that wasn't eat, hard to say they're going to beat an embarrassing franchise. Well, but I like think that. you know what led to that, by the way, before we get to the Indianapolis playing game? Playing Minnesota tight. Playing Minnesota tight a thousand percent. Yeah, because they showed that they can play with the big boys. Yes. Uh, no, but for me, and I obviously like you, I'm not a giant fan. You know, the game where I said, well, you actually have to acknowledge that this team is pretty good and very well coached. You know, wasn't even the comeback win in London against the Green Bay Packers. It wasn't that. Too early. It was the Baltimore game. When they followed a huge win up that wasn't expected and come from behind, and then the following week went uh, and beat the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens at that point. Craig, Craig. You had to say, you know what? They're real. Okay, there's two different things, though. There's right, two go, different go points. Ahead, sir, yes. The point of, hey, this is a pretty good team, and then, hey, this team can make noise in the playoffs. I don't believe you ever thought, because you never said it at least. No, I didn't say noise that, in the playoffs. Okay, no, okay. No. So that's the question, uh, not when are they good enough oh, to I maybe. I thought you said what game made you believe in that. That they could do something in the postseason. I think it was a few games. I think it was beating Washington, following it up by giving the Vikings a fight for their life, and then not only beating the Colts in a game they had to win, but destroying them. Yeah. And I think that sort of started to build it up. But even going into Week 18 against the Eagles, we all assumed they would get killed. They didn't with third stringers. But, yeah, beating the Vikings in a playoff game has changed the view of a lot of Giants. Yeah, then if you're, if, all right, so I, then I misunderstood the question. Because there's I, a difference between thinking they're good. Which and, I did after Baltimore. Right. And yes. then thinking, hey, they're not only good. They could go win a couple of games then, in the postseason, including the, against the one seed. It was the loss to Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the loss to Minnesota, because Indy, I think we all agreed, they're going to, I don't know that they'd blow them out by four touchdowns, but I knew they'd win. I felt they'd win. Right. Uh, it was the fact that they competed against a team that was going to be, worst case, you know, the two or three seed and had was going to you know, win 13 games. That game made me think, wow, they, they held their own and had some chances to win that game. Boy, they get in, they're going to be dangerous. And you know what's crazy? The reason I'd say it's the Indianapolis game, where I started to believe in them more, is while you're right, we all thought they would win, the New York Giants had zero wins to that point that were more than one score. Right. Okay? Right. Every game was a one-score game, and every game was, hey, they executed down the stretch, they pulled it off, good for them. That was the first time where they stepped on a team. They destroyed a team. And I don't give a crap how bad they are. And yes, they're bad. They still needed to win a game in their own building. Otherwise, there was a likelihood they were going to miss the playoffs. And, Craig, they didn't only beat a team. Yeah. They annihilated a Look, team. Look, uh, they had to beat Indy. They beat them. They had to beat Minnesota. Obviously, in the playoffs, they beat them. The games they had to win, they've won. And, oh, by the way, eliminate Week 18 because, obviously, Davis Webb was playing, no Saquon, et cetera. You know, they've scored 69 points in their last two games. Like right. The offense is the best it's been all year. Meaning the offensive line's playing better. Danny's making better decisions, good decisions. And you now have a guy that, you know, to be fair, Danny Jones hasn't had. And I don't want to overstate Hodgins' uh, performance here, but it's hard to overstate it because he's put up better numbers in the last four weeks, as an example, than Gabe Davis has. Chris Sims did a good job putting that out on Twitter earlier today. And he's never dropped the ball. Yeah. So now you've got a guy that's not afraid to go over the middle, that's fast, and doesn't drop the ball, right. which is why he's a go-to guy. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? It's amazing because we didn't know who the hell he was week seven, eight, nine. Right. Even when they picked him up and he had a couple of catches in that texting game, we said, who's this guy? 
Like, who the right. heck is he? Right. And he's blossomed into their clear number one receiver, and he's played that way, like you said, over the last few weeks. And give that kid credit, because I was looking him up today, because I didn't know a lot about him. I mean, drafted in 2020 as a sixth-round pick, and, you know, minded his business on the practice squad in Buffalo. Obviously couldn't crack their starting lineup. But Joe Shane knew who he was. But Joe Shane <laughs> knew exactly who he was, yeah. and he pilfered Dude, the Buffalo Bills in to the, get him. In the last six games Hodgins has played, he has scored a touchdown in five of the last six games. And I love that and, kid's story. It's, like, awesome. And if they're going to beat Philadelphia tomorrow night, he's going to have to get his ass in the end zone again. Let's be yes. perfectly honest. Yes. By the way, he has more playoff touchdowns. Did he have, he have a touchdown last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. He has more playoff touchdowns in his career than Devontae Smith. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What is up, uh, You love that, man. Hodgins has more playoff tutties than Devontae Smith does. You love that. Woo! Daniel Jones, more playoff touchdowns than uh, Jalen Hurts does. It's a mismatch. I don't know how the Eagles even stay in there. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Oh, I got to tell you. You're loving I, that, aren't you? I know you guys are baseball guys first. I respect that. But there's nothing like playoff football, man. And it's because you're not playing back-to-back games, a day off a game, a day off a game. You only get it once in a week. Well, football's the an build event. build-up is crazy. That's the difference between football and baseball, football and basketball, football and hockey. Yes. Football is an event. You don't get a lot of this. Every game you get, you almost have to wrap your arms around a special. You're a basketball fan, you get 82 of them. You're a baseball fan, you get 162 of them. As a football fan, you only get 17. And yeah, when you're in the playoffs, it's winner take all. It's do or die. If you're a Giant fan or a Jet fan, but if you're a Giant fan, you remember every playoff game you've ever seen your team play. Yeah, You remember everything about it. Uh, You remember it. Baseball, basketball, hockey sort of blurs together. In football... You remember every last one of them. I'm now going to sacrifice another Philadelphia soft pretzel. This one is a round one with cheese steak in it. So you have like, it's like a double dip on Philadelphia where they're famous for the cheese steak. They're famous for the Philly soft pretzel. Uh, This one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm abusing a cheese steak stuffed pretzel. Look at you. There you go. I wonder oh, yeah. what San Francisco is known for, so you can get even fatter next week. San Francisco? Yeah. Um. Well, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I might get me in trouble. <laughs> they got a lot of weird things going on in San Francisco. I think I'm choking on the stuff. <laughs> what a way you, for you, you to drink? go! Can you imagine if I, if I died today and choking I choking on a Philadelphia pretzel? That would be kind of apropos. That would be a bad right? omen for the game. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. Do they want Shannon on a nice calm or no? Probably not. No. Probably not. Like I got to tell you, that Philadelphia cheesesteak pretzel is the bomb right there. <laughs> I'm going to abuse a few more of these, I think, before the show's over. Tell my family I'm not going out to dinner tonight. Yeah, they're going to have pizza by themselves. <laughs> 877 877- 337-6666. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. My thanks to Scott Eisenberger. And my thanks yesterday to Ray and the gang at Not of This World out there at Hempstead Turnpike. What a glorious day to be alive there, nut eater.
It tastes very no. I'm yeah. having a pretzel. Oh, you went pretzel that good has for a you. hot dog wrapped in the middle of it. Oh, good call, good call, Paul. Way to go on that. How about that? That, that diet's working out for you. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So, uh, programming note: got to make a decision when to play the Third Infantry uh, Eagle uh, Giant rap song. I'm thinking we'll give it to you at four thirty. Ish. What time did we give it last Friday? Oh, I don't to know. To remain consistent with the the juju don't of know. a giant victory. I know six o'clock or five fifty five. We played it a second time, Go and ahead. then the first time we played it was into four o'clock. So around three fifty, three fifty five was the last. All one. right, so let's do this. Three fifty five. Uh, does that allow you to do what you got to do for S and Y? You want to wait till we get on S and Y? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. All right, so like three fifty five ish. We'll give you the first taste of Saturday night. Uh, courtesy of our friends at Third Infantry. And then if it goes well, we'll do it again at 6 o'clock. Sound good? Yes. Uh, one, uh, if I may, just quick note. Uh, there's a, um, a gentleman who's been a, uh, a part of this radio station for the last 22 years. I first met him as a, a 20-year-old uh, trying to get into the business in Philadelphia. Were you 20 or he 20? He was uh, 20 years old. Gotcha. And he was uh, doing updates on uh, uh, WIP in Philadelphia for my show. And that's when I first met him. And then he uh, came to WFAN and became the New York Yankee beat reporter and has done a uh, solid, classy, professional job here for the better part of two two decades. And I saw a note from him on Twitter earlier today that uh, he is no longer going to be a part of the family here, at least from a working standpoint. And he's going to be moving on. And I just wanted to acknowledge on behalf of our show, uh, Sweeney Murdy is a, a classy, classy gentleman, a great dad and husband, and represented this station very, very well for the last two decades. And it sounds like it's all on amicable terms and everything's good to go. And I'm happy for Sweeney. And I just want to acknowledge that he did a very, very good job in a town where it's tough to do a good yeah, job for as long is, as he has. He is a part of the fabric of this yeah. radio station. I grew up listening to him, was honored to get to work with him, and I'll always appreciate very early on Sweeney, very politely, coming to me after Joe and I did a show at Yankee Stadium, and he put his arm around me and said, Evan, you look like a slob. You need to dress better. And it was life advice I've taken to this day. There you go. I don't dress well. But I always have Sweeney's voice in my ear. When you go to Yankee Stadium or you go to Shea Stadium, don't look like a slob. Sweeney's a great man, great radio guy. Wish him all the best. Yes. I mean, it took Sweeney Murdy to tell you how to be an adult. That's right. I was a young man at the time. I was 22 years old. I needed that advice. (laughs) We all have that guy or gal in our life who need to give us the hard, cold truth. And he was him. He was also the guy that sort of told me to go over and say hi to A-Rod, thinking it would go well in the Yankee locker room. He was setting you up. He was setting you up. And he set me up. Yeah. Uh, Well, hopefully Derek Jeter will hire him, and uh, he'll have the last laugh on everybody. But, Sweeney, (laughs) uh, I hope you have a good weekend with your family. We love you, Sweeney. uh, uh, You're you're a good man. Good man for sure. Justin is in Dobbs Ferry. Justin, uh, what's going on today, Cookie? What's going on? I had to sit through that Matt Dodge punting it to Deshaun Jackson uh, and watch him walk off. Yes. The, the, the Philadelphia Eagles need one that's going to sit in their stomach for the next, you know, decade. Be the number one seed. Yep. Against the Giants and have yep. them sitting there saying, we could have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the, you know, the Daniel Jones 85 well, yards. I've got some good news for you in that regard. I was doing a little yes. research in my office during the break. Evan, please yes. tell me I'm wrong. 
because I don't want to put this out there if I'm wrong well, on you the you know how I roll. I'll be the first one to tell you you're wrong. The New York Giants have played against the number one seed six times in their team's uh, franchise's playoff history. i got to think about this one now. Okay. Six times they played the one seed. They that's played how Green I'm Bay trying to... I did the research. The seed in 2011, right. and they were 15-1. and one. They are 6-0. and oh. Patriots. They have never lost to a one seed in the NFL playoffs. That's crazy. How about that? I'd have to fact check that, but please that's crazy. Do, please do. Yeah, I want to yeah, make sure yeah. I have it right. Yeah. yeah. So, JJ, right. you He's got right. that going for yeah, you. Yeah, but Dom you know Ferry. what, Justin? You're, you're right about something. The New York Giants have not handed the Philadelphia Eagles a painful loss yeah. in forever. A loss that you cite forever and ever like you do with Matt Dodge to Deshaun Jackson or the Evan Ingram drop or losing in 2008 or whatever other game you want to come up with. If you think about the rare times the Giants have beaten the Eagles over the last two decades, nothing sticks with them. What do you got? Two thousand, maybe? Oh, you're right. Kick return for a touchdown well, to start the game. Like, yeah, I mean, you need a kick in the gut. Yeah, but Craig, right. here's yes. the beautiful thing. And he's right about this. It doesn't matter how it happens. It doesn't matter if it's 35-21 or 28-27 by a field goal, by a safety, by a touchdown, or a blowout. If you beat the number one seeded Philadelphia Eagles in a year in which they were the clear best team in the division and in the conference 90% of the year, if you beat them in the divisional round, it doesn't matter how you beat them. That's a loss that will live in Philly infamy. Yeah, that's it for them. Let's go uh, to the belly of the beast live right now, calling in from uh, Philadelphia, is uh, Dan. Dan, uh, good afternoon. How you doing today, pal? It's like that, talking yeah. tough. What's up? What's up? Well, here's Can't what's up. I did a little yeah. research for you. You guys haven't beaten a good team yet this year. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All we got to do is beat you guys, so it really doesn't matter what else happens. <laughs> well, I hate to argue with you, but that's true. <laughs> that is true. So I figured, I figured you and Evan, let's go position by position, because I know you guys are all calling in like you're going to beat us. I want to see where you think you well, have Well, I, I don't need to do that. I will anyone. give the Eagles the edge in 90% of the positions. Dude, I said this earlier. Outside yeah. of running back, I think the Eagles have the edge all the way around. Well, and quarterback. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Will you stop? I, stop. Think you got, I think we got to keep it real. Like, Just stop. Your guy has played one game in the last five weeks that he didn't play very well. Our guy had four touchdowns last weekend. What's up? You guys are ready to run him out of town like a couple of weeks ago, if I remember right. Oh, because yeah. Philadelphia has <laughs> never wanted to run guys out of town yeah. and then fall in love with them yeah. immediately after oh. they do something? Speaking of which, how's Joel Embiid playing right about now? <laughs> I mean, you ready to run him out? I mean, it might have even been four weeks ago. Yeah, but New York was also ready to run Eli Manning out of town. Yes. And guess what happened? They won two Super Bowls. Yeah, and that was their GM. <laughs> yeah, right. so, now, so, now, so now he's Eli Manning? Is that what we're No, 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 no. I'm just Eli countering Eli. the point that... No, no one's saying he's Eli Manning. I'm countering the idea of, oh, you guys want to run him out of town. No kidding. We've got to run everybody out of town. What now, the hell does that mean? Dan, let me ask you a question, if I may, okay? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the braggadocia against giant fans. I respect it. But if we eliminated Giant fans from the conversation for one second, as a diehard, lifelong Eagle fan, are you confident that your team is showing up tomorrow night ready to roll? I am. I totally am. I think we have you on the defensive line. I think they're going to have a bunch of sacks. Uh, And to your point, I think, Evan, running back is where you have us, but our defensive line's good and our linebackers are playing really good. 
So I think yeah. I think we're in a good position, and you know, and the receivers are good. All right, now let me ask you this: starts for the taking. What is the uh, concern level amongst you and your buddies when you get ready for the game tomorrow night about Jalen Hurts only playing one game in the last five weeks? I, th- I think he's good. I think he's good. I think the, the issue we're going to see is, is he going to be able to run or are they going to pull him back? If he doesn't run, that changes the whole game, as you guys know. Yes. All right. Well, can you do me a favor? If I Can I ask a Philadelphia fan for uh, a favor or no? Sure. Of course. You are, of course, welcome to call this program at any time. But I have to put a ban up on you spelling the name of your team ever again. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? How about if they win, I come up, and I can do it live. If we lose, I come up and I bring up lunch for you guys. Done and done. Done and done. Perfect. I, I'll allow right, that. Guys. Evan, are you okay with that? It's half sure. yours. All right, so if the Eagles win, Dan comes up, and we have to sit here and take it while he gives you the, like, you know, the, he shows you how proud he is he can spell. <laughs> and if the Giants win, he's got to buy us lunch. I'll take that. All good. We can't we lose right. anything. All right, buddy, listen, uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, guys, take it easy. Have a okay, good weekend. there you go. All right, all right, listen, by the way, if all of your fans are like that guy, then you got nothing to worry about. You should go buy the ticket for 1500 bucks. <laughs> but my goodness, that, that a person like that, it's like Eagle fan. You, you know the things like break glass in case of emergency? Right. Or like add water and watch it grow, that kind of thing? Like when you buy those... Um, those little spongy dinosaur things for your kids that come in what look like pills. You know the thing I'm talking about? Yeah. And they expand no, and expand yeah, yeah, yeah. and expand. Yeah, most Eagle fans, when sober, are, you know, like that. Yeah, except no one's going to be sober right. Saturday the night. The problem is when you add a uh, half a liter of Fireball, you know, the- all of a sudden that guy is very nice and very respectful. Suddenly, uh, I'm sure the mouth changes a, a tad. Well, I've got good news. The ticket prices, while still really, really expensive, have gone down a tad. Yeah, because they got crazy, and I think they probably reached the ceiling when no one yeah. else was buying them at fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, you got eighty thousand yeah. seats, but yeah. right now, and it's still very expensive. But you can get yeah. in for about a hundred dollars less than we were saying yesterday. Yeah, but so it's still crazy, but no, it's still the, the cheapest seats. Price is better. Two fifty, two sixty, which is still a lot. But yeah. yesterday it was three fifty, three. Oh, by the way, the, the guy I'm friendly with who does have season tickets. I don't know if I ever followed up on the air with you on this. Uh, his face was 260, so you were dead on when you said yeah, yeah. it was like 258 or whatever. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so it appears like the prices have come back to what they normally are, like what they actually yeah. charge. And that's why I'm curious how many Giant fans are going to show up tomorrow night. i got to tell you, this Giant jersey is very comfortable on me. You like that white and blue uh, on you? And it looks good, and perhaps I wear it more. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to add your fan flipping to other sports now? <laughs> No, I can't do that. That's a one-and-done type of dealio. Is it, though? Mets fans for Yankees. Jets yeah. fans yeah. for Giants. It just doesn't work. Man, it doesn't it work. As much as uh, people have tried to copy it and copy it and copy it, mm-hmm. it only works that way, and it frankly only works when I do it. Well, keep that jersey comfortable. They win on Saturday night. You're going to have to wear that next week. By the way, whose jersey is this? Uh, is this the one the Giants sent me, or is this someone uh, uh, that they sent us to someone else? Uh, that is actually the property of Tom Izzo, head right, of digital. So the the one the Giants are sending me, this is not it. No, no. got it. All that's right. the, you know who uh, was wearing the, that jersey yeah, recently? The, the, the dummy. The dummy. You touch Watch the dummy. your mouth. The dummy was wearing that jersey. You yeah. keep my namesake <laughs> out your mouth. That's the a dummy jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Also, by proxy, it's mine. Is that how it works? It's I the carton it. yeah, I mean, dummy. 
And I'm oh. taking the Jordan 3s home, too. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't think I'm not. Yeah. That's right. I mean, at some point, don't I get ownership of what's on the carton dummy? Well, this is it, man, because that's his jersey. Yeah. You get his sneakers, you get his jersey, you get it all. Yeah. Have you uh, finalized your plans for the game yet or no? Yeah, I'm sitting by myself with a big screen TV. And a lot of junk food because Saturday my diet takes a break. Oh, as opposed to today when you're eating a hot dog? That's your fault. <laughs> you brought that in. What was I supposed to yeah. do? And I'm going to Tom sit- Brady wasn't eating a hot dog today. He eats healthy. Oh, great. Yeah. Good for him. For those of you who are just tuning in, I was with Tom Brady earlier today. Um, and he looks fantastic. I never realized how tall he was. I'm glad he looks fantastic off the field because yeah. God knows the way he looked on the field. Yeah, I only I only completed more passes than anybody else this year. And only finished under only yards. finished under 500 and got yeah, annihilated in the first round. For, but think about this for a minute. He's the guy who allowed the Dallas Cowboys to win their first road playoff game in 30 years. Oh, congratulations! Todd, Todd Bowles isn't the guy. He had something to do with it too. By the way, if you're Tampa, how do you fire your entire coaching staff and essentially announce without using these words? That you're allowing Todd Bowles to now create a coaching staff so under you, him. Do you want to know? Yeah, no, for real. Okay, now I, I'm giving you the spin that I've heard from the supporters of Todd Bowles. Go. He had to inherit the staff. The Bruce, Bruce Arians staff. made a decision too late in the offseason for Todd to create his own staff. So in fairness to Todd Bowles, he's getting to kind of build his own staff. But he inherited a staff that he was a, on. won a Super Bowl. And he was on. And B... Had a good run in the playoffs last Correct, year. Correct, but he didn't hire those guys. So that's but those the, guys are clearly competent. Don't argue with me because I'm not defending oh, I'm it. Sorry. I'm just presenting the info You're to you. You're with me on that for sure. Of course I am. Yeah. I'm just telling yeah. you the spin. Wow, does Malcolm Glazer still own them? Or is he dead? Does the Glazer family own them? I think the Glazer family still owns them. Well, yeah. wow, they should sell the team. I got to check. Because if you believe don't. that, yo, it wasn't Todd Bowles' fault. I mean, you, you, I don't know what you're smoking, but you're crazy. Who owns the Buccaneers? Joel Glazer. So it's still the Glazer family. Yep. Got it. Wow. That's crazy, man. I apologize. I should not eat while I'm on the air. Yeah, but you know what's, you know what's not? I told you I was going to abuse these pretzels. I'm abusing them. Tom Brady's going to leave Tampa Bay. He's going to sign wherever. Miami. That division stinks. Like, someone's yeah, got to win it next true. year. Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I'll Dennis Allen's not a great head coach. I'll do you. You know what's crazy about that division? What? Most likely. You'll have four new starting quarterbacks in that division from this year to the next year. Yeah. Because Tampa ain't going to have Brady. Yeah. Carolina's obviously not going to have Baker. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta's not going to have uh, I mean, Mariota. Ritter may get the opportunity. But Mariota though. started the year. Right, right. From right? the start of the year. Yeah. Sir, yeah. And uh, the Saints are not going to have... Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Who ended up taking over. Right. No, no. Who's starting Jameis Winston. Now? Winston, right. They got hurt, right? Yeah. yeah. That entire division... We'll have a new starting quarterback on opening day. The entire division. I know it's the and NFL the, it and it's sucks. a year from now and anything could happen, but it stinks. It's a terrible division. I do, I'd say I do feel bad for uh, Byron Leftwich. I feel horrible for him, too. Because legitimate offensive coordinator. They won a Super Bowl with him. He was a hot-to-try candidate for head coaching jobs. I assume he wasn't offered one, so he went back there. And now he's kind of like unceremoniously dumped, clearly with enough time to get another job, which he will. But I just feel like, you know, that guy deserves an opportunity Brian, to be a head coach. Brian Dayball. Screwed. Brian Dayball got fired years ago. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. the point is, like, it stinks now. He's going to get on another staff. Hopefully it's as an offensive coordinator. I didn't interview him for the Jet job. Yeah. I don't think he all of a sudden forgot how to coach an offense. Because even prior to Brady getting there, the Buccaneers were third in point score that year. But he'll get another opportunity. Yeah, It's just that you look at Tampa, not that I we give a rat's ass about this, and the head coach is not a good head coach. We saw it in New York. We saw it here. I saw it this year, but okay. He'll go out there. He'll get another year. They'll be bad again, and then he'll probably be fired. Then he'll get a defensive coordinator's job, and he'll be awesome. Because to Todd Bowles' credit, and I give him a lot of credit for this, he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. He's just not a great head yes, coach. I agree. And I'm just I'm just shocked that he somehow convinced the Glazers that uh, wasn't, you know, he was playing with a short deck. Right. That that seems crazy to me. So did you ask Tom when you saw him what team he wants to play for? Uh, I did not. I did not. I'm not. I want to manufacture what didn't didn't happen uh, today. But I will say this. It was phenomenal. Do you want him to be a Jet? Listen, I certainly w- wouldn't be against him being the Would Jet quarterback. Would you take your megaphone out and start screaming, Brady, Brady? I mean, the problem is that. I really want Lamar Jackson because it's the long-term solution. Mm-hmm. But if you told me I could get Brady and he's willing to commit to me for two, I, I don't want a one and done. He's because it's, it's too much. There's too much he's pressure. Forty-six. I know there's too much pressure on one and done. Let's just be honest. There is. You can't deny that. Right. It's just too much to say. You have one crack at doing it. So, from that standpoint, if Tommy gives me two, Tommy. Well, I mean, I you know. Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. But if, if my guy, who I was uh, with today, Tommy, uh, gives me two, then I'm in. I'm in. I'll yeah, take but here's Tommy. my question. That's not my question. My question is, two do for you Tommy, feel... Tommy for two, something like that. Are I'm you in, passionate yeah. enough to take your stupid little bullhorn out like yeah. you did for another washed-up quarterback and scream and hoot and holler for him? Yes or no? Well, here's the thing with that, Evan. You know, where's the young and up-and-coming broadcaster here that's willing to go outside the comfort zone and actually do something? As such as what? Call for Tom Brady to be their yeah, quarterback with like, a megaphone? Like, go out to Florham Park with a megaphone. We want Tom. Or come up with a clever saying like I would have 15 years ago. Like, at some point, there's got to be the next generation of uh, broadcasters who are willing to go do stuff other than, I know a lot of sports, put me on the air. Right? Now, if it has to be me, I'm your Huckleberry. No, I don't want I'll it to be. Do it. I don't want it to be Fine. anybody. I because I don't. enough to Florida oh, Park on there. Now you're going to do it. Now I'm going to have to do it. I'm just asking. Yeah, two for Tommy. Tommy for two. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, Mom, I'll be in on that. Uh, Why not? That would be my personal hell if that happened. It seems like I have a better relationship with the Giants today than I do the Jets. It seems that way. Right? Well, to your credit, you led all of this to happen because over a year ago, you were calling out Joe Judge before yeah. anybody else. You know, and we wouldn't be in this place without the firing of Joe Judge. Let's the, be honest. And I, the Giants front office was not thrilled with me at the time. Uh, you're the executive branch of the Giants. Um... And while I, they're very happy they listened to me, not that I had anything to do with it, I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, oh, I made that happen, other than, obviously, a certain sweatshirt-wearing Yankee. In Cleveland, I had everything to do with that. That being said, you know, I mean, a thank you call might be appropriate. <laughs> uh, or a little, hey, you know, the team got together and got you a little something, you know, because uh, without you being the, the fire and brimstone uh, impetus, we never would have fired Joe Judge. Uh, 
close. To they came so close to bringing him back, too. By the way, John Maratogi wanted to bring yeah, him back. Yeah, can you imagine that alternate universe? Yeah. Ugh. 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 He had the Patriots would have made the playoffs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, reactions to that. All right, 877-337-6666. Excuse me. We got the new Giant rap song uh, coming up. Looking forward to that. Uh, And I did put out on Instagram, and I've now tweeted it, the um, me rocking the Danny Dimes jersey, in case you can't wait till we're on SNY, we put it out early for you, because that's what we do.